You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. (sighs) Happy New Year, friends. I am feeling so freaking good today. I'm recording this on Monday, January 4th, the first Monday of the new year, and I just feel so good today. Like, you know when everything goes as planned? Like, that's a feeling that I think a lot of us were neglected in 2020. Neglected? Is neglected the right word? We were not able to really feel the joy of controlling our lives in 2020 for the most part at least so it just felt really good today like I slept on time last night I set these goals of like I'm gonna finish eating by 7 30 so that I can be in bed by 10 o'clock and then I can sleep by 10 30 and wake up by 7 a.m and it didn't go exactly like that I think I finished eating at 7 45 7 50 ish I did get in bed by 10.30, and then I woke up at 7.30 a.m. So I wasn't perfect, which, surprise there, none of us are perfect, but it was so nice just being able to, like, improve so much. Literally, for the past two weeks, I've been getting up at 9 a.m. and feeling terrible about it. So getting up at 7.30 was so beautiful today. I saw like the little sunrise outside my window. I mean, not really the sunrise, but it kind of looked like just the sun on the horizon. And I lit incense that my friend Rachel gave me. And it was such a great smell to just like ease into the day and feel really cozy. And I had my hot water with lemon like I always do. And I also had time to do yoga and meditate all before 9 a.m. Like... (laughs) that is a dream. Like, I don't think you understand how nice it is to be able to do all that before 9am when I would normally be just like rolling out of bed, feeling like half asleep and like, what? Like, (laughs) barely able to function. So, so happy about that. Um, How are you guys? How is your Christmas and your New Year's? I opted for a really cozy New Year's this year. I was just journaling. That's what this episode will be about. I'm going to tell you guys all about my end of year ritual. I generally do something at the end of year with a friend. Every year we'll review the year and look over our highlights and our lowlights. And then we'll think forward to what we want to focus on in the new year. But this year... I have a whole new program, so I found out about a whole new system, and I'll tell you guys all about it. But before we get into that, I just wanted to share how my break was. I took a little break. I didn't go on, I didn't post to the Ease and Grow account for the past two weeks. I kind of just relaxed. We had a cozy Christmas at home. We watched White Christmas, which I really enjoyed, and that was recommended to me by a couple people. Like a movie from the 1940s, beautiful dance sequences, beautiful costumes, 
was really nice to watch that. I uh, had a cozy week. I kind of did a lot of journaling. Honestly, I did this journaling exercise, Year Compass, for about a week <laughs> to get through all of it. There's a really long reflecting part. And I did that with a friend, and we started it, and we were like, okay, there's no way we can finish this in a couple hours. And then I took the whole next day to do it. Just really nice to sit and look over the year and see, oh, like everyone says, like the year was so terrible. And of course, there are people who really experienced some terrible things and things that they wouldn't have experienced had the pandemic not come, like me. I mean, of course, I was laid off, so that was something that affected me, but overall the entire year when you really break it down you're like oh my god this wasn't actually a bad year (laughs) this was a great year like in terms of things that I got to do and things I got to focus on like when I pivoted then it's just really nice to see like there was joy in that year like overall you're like oh 2020 was terrible I didn't get to travel (laughs) like that's the main thing I think all of us are feeling like oh I didn't get to travel but Actually, there's some good in there. So that was really fun doing that. And then this past weekend, my mom and I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I had never seen before. (laughs) That was a crazy movie. I like to do this thing where I go into movies blind. I like to go into a lot of experiences blind. I kind of just like surprise me like I have no idea what this is about. So I did not know that that was about the Hollywood Manson murders until literally the credits of the movie is when I found out. (laughs) I was like, what are we watching? What is happening right now? So it was interesting watching that with my mom. And then we watched Bridgerton, which I don't recommend you watch with your mom if you have a very um, conservative, less open relationship with your parent. There's a lot of sex scenes, so just prepare for that. But it was cute. I think it was a good little rendition of a Downton Abbey but in Shondaland form throwing some black people in there we always appreciate to see it um yeah actually I did want to talk about something in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh it won't be too much of a spoiler um but there's a part of the film where the actor Rick Dalton played by Leonardo DiCaprio is berating himself for forgetting his lines, like, in a scene. And just seeing him get back to his trailer and berate himself in the mirror was so painful to watch, especially as someone who has been there. I think a lot of us have berated ourselves, been mean to ourselves, and really been, like, harsh with ourselves. And thinking that's the way to reach whatever achievement we're trying to achieve and whatever goal we have, we think like, oh, we have to be hard on ourselves. Like, we didn't do good enough. Let's berate ourselves. He literally was yelling in the movie. He was staring in the mirror and yelling like, if you don't get these lines right, I'm going to kill you tonight. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, you're threatening your old life to yourself like we can be so mean to ourselves like this is crazy like we need to be our own cheerleaders like berating ourselves isn't the way to get what we want it just makes us feel worse (laughs) I've been reading uh this book the magic of big thinking the magic of thinking big I just turned around to look at it 
And he has a whole chapter in there. This book is, like, so archaic. Like, some of the references are, like, the milkman and, like, $5 cents for newspaper. And I'm like, what is up with these references? But it does have really good insights into thinking positively. And it's saying, like, if you talk to yourself negatively and you harbor these negative thoughts, you're just going to feel worse and you're going to perform worse. Like, it's not getting you the result you want. It doesn't feel good. Like... None of that is doing you any service. So just speak kindly to yourself. Have self-compassion. Be nice to yourself. You're doing your best. Like, that was the big thing that I just wanted to share that message. Like, self-talk is so important. And I think a lot of us maybe have ingrained negative voices in our heads and noticing all the negative things that we do, noticing all the negative things that people around us are doing, like, I want you all to catch that in 2021 and shut it down. Like, it's not serving you. It's not serving anyone else. Really try and cut that back. If you hear yourself saying something negative, you're like looking in the mirror and you notice that your voice in your head is saying that your nose is too big or your voice in your head is saying like, ugh, I'm gained a couple pounds. Like, I look even bigger than yesterday. Like, just shut all that down like it's not helpful it really isn't it's good to have goals and it's good to have things you're working towards but talking negatively about yourself and being hard on yourself is draining your energy that's the big thing it drains you and then you don't have energy to actually work on those things that you don't like like maybe you don't like that you gained some weight so instead of berating yourself (laughs) Make a plan. Say, okay, if I don't like the way I look, maybe I'm going to start going for walks in the morning. And maybe I'm going to take this workout class that looked fun. Like, it doesn't have to be torture either. Like, it can just be something that fits into what you already like, fits into something that you've been meaning to do and not that you feel like you have to do, but something that seems like you wouldn't hate and you would be able to do enjoyably. So that's my little rant. I was just thinking about that after watching that movie, which that was not a spoiler at all. Like the movie is not about that at all, but that scene really stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, I need to talk about that because a lot of us do that. And it is so bad for us. It's, it's like a junk food for the brain. (laughs) Like it's a poison. Like we're poisoning ourselves with those negative thoughts. So 2021 goal. Okay, and we're going to take a little break, and then I'll come back and share the end-of-year ritual with you. And we're back. All right, let's chat Year Compass. So Year Compass is a free journaling exercise for the end of the year. You can find it online. It's free. It's totally easy to find. Just go to yearcompass.com. I'll also have it linked in the show notes, so no worries there. It's very, very in-depth. It's hilarious because I actually did it with John. You guys know John from the first episode, my personal development buddy. Um, It's funny because on the website it says to set aside three hours to do it, get your favorite beverage, set the scene, etc., this does not take three hours, okay? That is a lie. I don't know who does this and it only takes three hours because it took us at least at least 12 hours, I want to say, for myself. I don't know. John's faster than I am, but 
I took, we took three hours together when we were doing it. And then the whole next day, I went to a cafe, got coffee and sat in my car and did it some more. And then we did it again on New Year's Eve. Like I journaled all New Year's Eve. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't say this to like intimidate you. (laughs) I promise it's really rewarding and really fun. It's great to do, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just slow. So don't, don't listen to me as a deterrent to doing it. Like try it, just look at it. And even if you don't do all of the questions, you can choose like what questions are interesting to you. And yeah, that's fine. Don't, don't feel like it's going to take you 12 hours. Like it took me. Um, I'll actually talk about that at the end. I have tips for how to do your own year-end ritual, but I wanted to share some of the big highlights from my journaling. I was journaling. I was like, ooh, I need to do a podcast episode on this. Like, there's some really good stuff that came out of doing it, and it just helps you think through aspects of the year that maybe you wouldn't naturally think of on your own, like I shared in the beginning. I normally do a year of a year-end ritual, but... I typically will just do highlights, lowlights, what to focus on for the new year. So this goes deeper. Like you can really think through some more detailed questions like what was your biggest risk that you took? What was the biggest surprise of the year, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go through every question. Like, as I said, we don't have that much time. (laughs) We don't have 12 hours to go through all of it. Just kidding. It won't take that long to read it, but... I'm just going to tell you some of the ones that I was really happy about. So let's get into it. So the first question I really liked, and this is in the reflecting section, is the biggest lesson I learned. And for me, I wrote down, the biggest lesson I learned was I can't burn myself to keep others warm. What's best for me matters. And if I'm good, then that is most important. I always have myself. Reparenting myself and showing myself that I can trust me to be there for me matters more than anyone else's opinions or ideas. So this one was so nice to uncover. It's funny, it's almost like uncovering things within yourself as you're doing the journaling because it just showed me how big of a theme of growing my relationship with myself was in 2020 and how important boundaries are (laughs) like we need to take care of ourselves before others we can't sacrifice ourselves for any relationship for any job for anything in our lives like we are most important and everything else comes second and that's really hard if you're raised to be more codependent or maybe socialized to be more of a helper or a giver like of course those are virtuous things but you just can't be a giver and not give to yourself like you have to put yourself first give to yourself care for yourself show yourself all the love that you share others like it's necessary that's 2021 we all need to share that love that we give so freely to others with ourselves so that was a big one The next question I really liked was asking you to complete the sentence, the most important thing I did for others. And this one was so nice. So I wrote, the most important thing I did for others is share my voice and show up authentically. 
sharing about my therapy, my struggles, my learnings, and opening the door for others to respond and have conversations with me. I also shared tips for starting therapy with four different friends. This warmed my heart so much. Anytime a friend came to me and asked, how did you go about starting therapy? Like, I'm very open about sharing that I'm in therapy, sharing when I learn things from my therapist. Like, I think therapy is amazing and I've wanted to be in therapy my whole life. So starting therapy last year, last July was huge for me. For some reason, like, We just have these weird blocks and limitations in our brain. Like, I just didn't think I could afford therapy, like, my whole life. Or I wasn't insured. I've been uninsured for a lot of my life. So I was just like, oh, I can't do it. Just something I can't have. Like, it's something that someone else is supposed to get me, like my mom or something. But I just did it. I just went and I found sliding scale. I did the process and I found my therapist. And that was a huge accomplishment last year. So being able to use that and share about that and speak openly about, like, I don't have any shame around talking about therapy. I don't think anyone should. I think it's amazing if you can have therapy and if you can work it into your life. So, yeah, I was really happy that people came to me and felt that they could come to me to ask me what my process was, what my experience was. And I just love that everyone's down on the therapy train, like... (laughs) It's just so great to be able to have someone to talk to and have someone to talk things through with. So that was big. And being able to share my voice and show up. Like, I started the year. February of 2020, I got off Instagram and I did a social media detox right before Valentine's Day. It was actually perfect, as I am single, not to be seeing all of the lovey-dovey, like, my life is amazing stuff on Instagram for that holiday. And then I stayed off for a whole month. And then I got back on and I was looking, but I wasn't posting. So I was very removed. I felt very like scarred by Instagram (laughs) and was just like really hesitant. So being able to say that I shared my voice and I showed up Like, I got back on Instagram, I want to say in July, I launched my new blog, I started posting to the blog bi-weekly, and I was just just open. I was open sharing what I was interested in, who I was, what I cared about, and it sounds so simple, but it's actually so huge to be able to do that in this super visual, super transparent-seeming society. I guess public is the word. Super public society we live in. Like, we live our lives on Instagram. (laughs) Like, no other generation has lived like this. So, yeah, I think that those are really big. Showing up and sharing openly were great little nuggets of 2020 for me personally. All right, this next section. The question is, what am I most proud of? And I wrote, how I showed up and didn't isolate, that is huge for me. Isolating is a really bad reflex I have whenever I'm feeling low and whenever I'm feeling, like, hopeless. Like, I, I just go deeper into the despair and the depression. Like, I, I don't reach out. I isolate and I, like, feel worse and worse and worse. So that was really big. And how I took responsibility and leadership 
for my life by asking for support, reaching out to friends, paying for coaching and therapy and interview, which is a coaching program I'm in, asking cool people to share with me and be my buddy or friend or mentor. So within the coaching program, InterU, that I'm in, you can get buddies if you reach out to people and they're kind of your accountability support. And I have a great buddy in Jess. Um, And then my friends, of course, I reached out to friends. I shared with them. I asked their opinion of things like, I didn't shut myself away because (laughs) a lot of my life I have shut myself away and then been surprised for why people aren't showing up for me and feeling like I should blame everyone around me for why I feel so lonely and why I feel so (laughs) sad. Like, did you tell anyone (laughs) that you wanted them to show up for you? Like, you got to set people up for success. And that was something that was a huge learning through my coaching. I had Kimberly as my coach through Handel Group, and she really helped me see that I need to be a leader in my life. And to do that, I have to set others up for success. And to do that, you have to communicate, which I think we all know (laughs) that communication is key for all relationships in our lives. We need to make sure people know what we're thinking, what we want, where we stand, how we feel. But then in that same regard, we still have to take responsibility for our own feelings. So it's balance and it's a practice. It's not something I or I think anyone will ever be perfect at. But I'm very proud that I showed up and I reached out and I let people show up for me. That's so amazing. I remember times when I showed up for other people and I feel so good. So there's no reason to feel guilty for reaching out. If the other person doesn't have the bandwidth, then they can tell you, and that's fine. But if they do have the bandwidth and they do want to show up for you, then you have that amazing bonding experience and you just feel so much closer to them. So I was really proud of that. That felt really good this year. Okay, the last thing I want to touch on before we head to intentions is the question... List your three biggest challenges, and then what have you learned about yourself while facing these challenges? And I added, hopefully, overcoming them. So a lot of my challenges were around time and clarity. I had setting boundaries as one challenge, managing my time, and using my time effectively, and then gaining clarity on the action steps and promises I need to make to myself in order to achieve different goals. Like it was all just like my time isn't being used efficiently, basically. (laughs) So I was really happy with what I wrote for what I learned about myself. And I wrote how important it is to have a clear why in order to feel effective and productive. I think we all know how important that is. Even if I do all the things people say to do, I won't feel good unless I'm taking action on things important to me. (laughs) That's in all caps. Everything is a choice. We are all more in control than we think. So that's a big learning. And I think that is a great launch pad into setting intentions because I know that having a clear why is so important to me. I'm spending this time right now, like, even though it's the first week, first full week of January, I'm using this time right now 
to really reflect on what is most important, what are my big priorities, and why are those important to me? Like, what is the end goal? Like, what is the real core to that goal? And then I'm setting action steps behind them so that I know, okay, this is how I use my time effectively. This is how I spend my time in a day. This is what is most important to focus on before anything else. So I'm trying to like use mornings this year. 2021 is going to be like morning heavy year because 2020 was the roll out of bed, not really know what I'm focusing on. And like, there was just a lot of consumption, like a lot of consuming content, a lot of watching Instagram videos and YouTube videos and listening to podcasts, which I will definitely still be doing. But that's another thing I didn't mention in the intro. I feel so clear today because it is currently 1.30 p.m. I have not opened Instagram today. Like, <laughs> that is such a feat. I haven't touched Instagram. Like, I have not scrolled or anything. Like, that is going to be my goal. I think I wrote down, actually, in my goals to not open Instagram until... I think I wrote 11 a.m., but I may even change it to lunchtime. Like now, actually, I should be eating lunch right now. It's like 1.30. I should be eating lunch around 1. So yeah, it's really nice to focus on creating instead of consuming. And this may not be every day. Like maybe Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I don't touch Instagram until 12. And then other days, I'm going to need to post to Instagram. So maybe those days I will open it by 10 a.m. or say. But it's so nice. You just feel so clear when you start your morning thinking of your own ideas, getting your own inspiration, journaling, meditating, like doing the things that are important to you. That's such a great way to use your time efficiently. We made it. We're on to intentions. So we're focusing on things we want to do in 2021. And your compass kind of had like um, a magical triplets section where they ask you these three things well blank I'm ready to let go of blank it wasn't my favorite to be honest um I like the I'm ready to let go of and you choose three things I went to achieve the most and then three things I'll do every morning three places I will visit they're like fun but they're not super actionable and helpful so they weren't my favorite But they also said six sentences about 2021, the upcoming year. And I liked what I said for this year, I will say yes when I said, I'll say yes when an opportunity sounds exciting and sounds like fun and makes me feel giddy. So I really want to lean into my intuition more and feeling out things in my body more and being less analytical. Which leads into the next question. This year, I advise myself to analyze less and do what feels right more. So very much in line with the last question. They're very linked. That will give you a little insight into what my word for the year is. So I went back, I looked through and saw there was a big theme for how I'm trying to approach this new year. And of course, this podcast, Ease and Grow. I'm huge on ease. I'm trying to infuse ease into my life way more. So my word is trust. And I wrote a little 
description, trust that it will work out, trust in the universe, trust in myself, trust in the process, show up again and again, and trust. So that's what I'm doing now here, showing up for this podcast. Like I'm showing up. I'm just going to take action steps. I'm not going to overanalyze. I'm not going to be the perfectionist control freak that I've been in the past, and I'm choosing to trust. So if you want to use some of those questions yourself when you're doing your own review, I think that's helpful going into a new year to know what is the most important to you. What are you going to say yes to? How are you going to make your decisions? And that's a great way to choose your theme of the year and your word, your mantra almost, what you're going to come back to. So trust is mine. All right, so I added my own spin on some other journaling exercises that I threw in because I'm a glutton for self-development work. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy this like journaling, getting clarity. Clarity, as you may notice, is a big theme for me. Um, I also threw in a feelings exercise. I did the desire map back in 2019, 2018. I can't tell. Time is flying. I don't know what years are, but I did it a while ago. And the whole approach of that system by Danielle Laporte is that you want to focus on what the feelings are that you want to achieve before you choose a goal. Because a lot of time we choose goals based on external factors, based on what looks good, based on what we think we should do. But when we really get to the core and we think of what do we all want to feel? Like the only reason we do anything in life is because we want to feel something. We want to feel good. But there are more feelings than that, of course. So you can kind of sit and journal and think through your top feelings that you want to feel in 2021. For me, I wrote 18 feelings. I'm like big on coming up with more than needed. So you don't need that many. But the ones I highlighted were abundant, sparkly, appreciative, proud, amused, loved, supported, vibrant, and of course, at ease. So (laughs) those are my big feelings and I want those to infuse everything I do because if we don't feel the way we want to feel in our lives, then we're just going to go through life hating our experience. Like we want to infuse those feelings into everything we do. So that's one tip for you if you want to change up the year compass approach or you just want to do your own off the fly. Another exercise I did for myself was kind of an audit. So I listened to Rachel Hollis's latest podcast episode yesterday and she recommends a calendar audit, which I loved. She was saying to go through your calendar and notice all the the wins of the year and all the fails of the year and the places where you use your time efficiently and places where you wasted time. And I thought that was an amazing system. I'll link that in the show notes so you can find that episode. For me, I just sat down last night and I went through my energy exertion in a week. I was just thinking like, where does all my energy go? What do I spend my energy on? Just to get like an idea of where it's going. So the categories I came up with were mental, physical, hygiene, cleaning, errands, media consumption, connecting, and creating. So eight different energy buckets, I would say. 
And that really helped me for each one I wrote down the things that I do within that category. And then from there, I could think, what is most important to me? What do I want to prioritize? So I told you guys, time efficiency is everything. (laughs) So this is a big help when I'm looking at, okay, what am I doing in a week? What's important? What is just never going to go away? Like hygiene, sleeping, showering, cooking, like eating, all that stuff is built in. I can't neglect those things. I'm like cleaning, like doing the dishes, doing laundry, like I have to do those things. So knowing that I have to do those things, how can I use my time efficiently? Like maybe I can have one day where I do dishes and run errands and do laundry and all at once I have that all happen on certain days I do dishes every night so disregard the dishes but like how I'm spending my time like maybe making sure I don't consume content until after lunch like I mentioned like these are things I'm trying to focus on so it's another exercise you could steal if you wanted to and then of course the biggest priorities that you have for the upcoming year, you don't want to overwhelm yourself, but just to brain dump, get everything down. Like, what do I want to focus on this year? What is this year going to be focused on? And then writing that all down. And I saw actually in a recent email from Career Contessa, I think the founder's name is Lauren McGoodwin. She wrote an amazing process that is so in line with manifestation principles. So if you want to really get your action steps and your goals in order and have it manifestation ready. She was saying to visualize the upcoming year, write what you're going to do for each of your goals, like the action step, and write it in present tense. So this is huge. This was great. I enjoyed doing this. I did this last night. Just flipping my page so you're going to hear that. Um, I wrote, I am joyfully finishing all meals by 7.30 p.m. and getting in bed by 10.30 p.m. I love crossing off pivotal action items by 10 a.m. daily. I love being a guest on other podcasts. I'm inspired by the quality of podcast episodes I'm putting out and the guests I get to interview. I am euphoric as I drive around the city in my new car that is fuel efficient and beautiful to look at. I want a new car this year, guys. So manifest that with me. (laughs) But you hear what the gist of it is. You write what you want. You write what you are going to do. Actually, I should write some steps to get that car down and not just being in the car. So that's kind of a nice little manifestation ritual. And then you can read it over in present tense and kind of visualize it in your brain just such a great way to really nail down your goals for the new year. Okay, friends, we're made it towards the end of this podcast. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed listening to all my learnings and you got some ideas for ways to do your own ritual. I've just got some tips for you guys to do your ritual to end out this episode. So let's jump into it. Firstly, Don't feel pressured to do it all at once. If you want to be thorough, if you really want to go over the year, you really want to prepare for the upcoming year, you want to get your goals together, you want to get your action steps for each goal together, don't feel like you have to do it all at once. Like you don't have to do it in a day. You can do it over a couple days. You can do it over a couple of weeks. There is no one right way. Like don't overwhelm yourself. Like for me, 
it was fine that I used a couple of days. I took those days off. I was focused on that for the days. But if you need to do it in the evenings, if you need to do it on Sundays, like don't feel pressured. Something that made me feel better actually for all you astrology fans, we have an astrology episode coming up, so get ready. Uh, I actually saw an astrology account on Instagram say that the first new moon of the year is actually January 13th, and new moons are typically when you set intentions. Full moons are when you review and reflect, and it's perfect that we kind of had a full moon right around the new year. So we have some time. We don't have to rush. Like we can take this time to reflect. 2020 was a huge year. So don't worry if it takes you some time to review it. Like you don't have to rush. It's fine. Tip number two, make this process your own. Okay. You know what your top priorities are. Focus on those. It's okay if you don't work out every day. It's okay if you don't meditate every morning. Like, if those aren't your goals, and those aren't helpful steps to get you to your goals, then it's fine. Like, make it your own. Don't pressure yourself. On that note, the third tip is to set realistic goals. If you currently don't stretch ever at all in your normal routine, and you want to start stretching then don't make a goal to stretch every day. Start with a weekly stretch. Maybe you stretch on Sundays. Uh, Bonus, if you really want to make a habit, then pair it with something you normally do. Say you like to relax on Sundays and watch a movie. Stretch while you're watching that movie. For the first 10 minutes of the movie, you'll just sit and stretch, and that's how you'll work it in nice and seamlessly. Like, Don't go crazy and try to do the most. That's how we disappoint ourselves when we get frustrated. Like, ease into your goals. Try to choose one goal at a time if it's going to be really big for you and really difficult. Yeah, just make it your own and be realistic. Start small and then you can build up to it. Maybe if you're used to doing it on Sundays, you feel good, want to do it more. Okay, start doing it Sundays and Wednesdays. You're good with that? Okay, maybe start doing it four times a week. Like, you know what I'm saying. Be gradual with it. Okay, fourth tip, celebrate yourself. We do not do this. I don't know why we have been conditioned to not celebrate ourselves. Like, we make a big achievement and we, like, totally overlook it. What is wrong with us? I don't know why we do that. So really take note of your wins of the past year. Like, we need that joy. We need that boost before we launch into setting our new goals, setting our new improvements. Like you survived 2020. You have wins. I know you have wins. Do not tell me you don't have wins. (laughs) I promise you, if you can't find your wins, just like hit me up, DM me at Ease and Grow Pod, and I will help you find them because I know you have them. Okay, tip number five, make this process enjoyable. Make it fun. It's so rewarding to do, I promise. Like, it feels great to me. I don't, I mean, I am a self-development lover. If you're listening to this, I'm guessing you are too. So make it enjoyable. Set the scene. Get some nice incense or a candle. Get your tea. Set some moody music on low. I have a playlist I like to listen to, and I put that on. I can link it if you guys want to listen to it. Uh, Get your favorite pens, your favorite highlighters. I had like nice colors that I used to make this pretty to look back at because you want to make sure that you're looking back at this. It's not just something that you do and forget about. 
unless you're writing down things you want to let go of, then please burn that. You don't have to make that pretty. It's fine. Um, my last tip, tip number six, make it actionable. So try not to be too esoteric and too fluffy in terms of your journaling. Uh, it's nice to kind of have like an overview of like, I felt really great when I did this and I felt really great when I did that. But the universe loves specificity. So after you do the lofty, inspiring, kind of flowery writing, <laughs> I don't mean for these words to sound like condescending, by the way, because I love that kind of writing and helpful stuff. It's it's nice when I write that way. But then I look back and I'm like, wait, okay, so what do I do now? Like, you can do that and then make it actionable. So dream big, write your big dream, write your big vision, and then break it into smaller steps and break it into action steps that you think will lead you there because none of us are guaranteed. We don't know if all the things we're doing are exactly going to get us what we want, but write down things that you think will be action steps on the way to there and then put those actions in place so that if you're ever wondering, how can I use my time effectively? Like, what can I do right now to get me towards my goal? You have those action steps written out. I think that's so important. I'm trying to do that this week. That's a big focus right now because I have all the lofty kind of like, I want to feel this way and I want to do this and I want to achieve this goal. But now I need to know what to do on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and know that I'm hitting those milestones so that I'm getting closer to where I want to go. So yeah, that's a big one. Make sure you have your actionable steps ready to go so you're not just flailing, being like, oh man, I hope I reach that goal of getting a thousand email subscribers. Like, no, you have steps to take and you're going to show up each week, each day, and you know that you're on the way to that goal. So yeah, I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope this was inspiring. If you've got some big wins, some big intentions, please, please, please share with me. Head over to Instagram and share them on our latest Instagram post at Ease and Grow Pod. I love to connect. I want to hear what you guys are working on. I want to cheer you on. I want to be that accountability for you. And if you share any photos of you doing a ritual, of your completed ritual, of your completed journaling, you can tag me at Ease and Grow Pod or use the hashtag and grow so I can find you and I can give you a like and I can show you some love and if you want to share this ritual idea with a friend you know what to do hit the three dots on apple podcast and click share post it to your story anywhere you want to share it I'm down with (laughs) email it to them text it to them whatever you want to do I'm wishing you so much success abundance and magic in 2021 Thanks for listening to this and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. 
As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.